Hello, and welcome to the Achilles Heel Podcast. This is the official episode one, with the previous episode having been the prologue. I am your host, Elias Rolfsima. This episode is called, Oh Snap, because I figured, why not make a joke about what happened to your Achilles? Anyways, um, as part of this episode, as well as laying the groundwork, the framework, if you will, for where this thing is headed, I'm going to discuss a little bit about what um, quite literally happened to me, right? So as I'm sure you're aware, um, having listened to the prologue, hopefully, um, I did have an Achilles rupture. I'm going to talk a little bit about how it happened. Um, yes, it was it was on a landing of a jump, but we're going to dive into that a little bit deeper. Um, I'm going to talk just a touch about why it happened. Um, to be honest, that's not super interesting, but we'll talk about that. Um, this did happen. The injury happened last Thursday, um, April 13th of 2023. If you aren't listening to this um, as it's coming out, just so everybody's aware of that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the name of the podcast. Uh, why is it called the Achilles Heel? Um, is this the only thing we're going to talk about as well as big picture um, where it's headed? Uh, going to get a little bit into just some of my thoughts and philosophies um, and things that sometimes go on in my head whenever people think that I'm just staring off into the distance uh, with an angry look on my face. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about resilience, both mental, physical, um, and otherwise. I'm going to discuss a little bit about um, community, how important I think that is, uh, how great my community has been, um, and just how they've shown up uh, whenever things went wrong, as, as good people have a tendency to do. Right? Uh, we're going to discuss a little bit about uh, growth, both physically and mentally. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to tell you a story or two, or make this whole thing into a story. That way you can put up listening to me um, and everything else. So, without further ado, without gilding the lily, as uh, Jeffrey Chaucer would say in The Knight's Tale, which is a fantastic movie, uh, we're going to jump in here. So, thank you for listening. Um, I hope this provides some value to your life. Um, and let's do it. All right, so let's jump into this one. Okay, so starting with the naming of the podcast, as well as kind of what my vision um, for this to be is, uh, for those of you who are unaware, the Achilles heel was actually named after a uh, person who may or may not have lived. I'm not a historian, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, but the famous Greek hero, Achilles. Um, whenever he was born, there's some fun myth around it, but basically um, his mother was worried that something was going to happen to him, so she took him to this mythical river um, to basically dip him in to it and give him, uh, make him invulnerable, right, in battle. Uh, and so anyways, she didn't want to let him go all the way under because she was worried that she would lose him. And so she held on just to his Achilles heel as she dipped him under, and so uh, as the rest of the story goes, right, that was the only part of him um, that was vulnerable. The rest of him was one of the greatest warriors to have ever lived. Um, but as you might imagine, right, um, later on in his life, whenever eventually he was killed in battle, he was uh, killed through the Achilles. I'm not going to get into that myth too much. But um, whenever I was thinking about this one, I thought it would make a nice pun, Um Right for the podcast name, but then I also took it a step further 
and I began to think about um, how it's a really nice metaphor for life, is you've got something that feels um, so stable, um, so powerful, right? Whether it's a business, whether it's a, a job, um, a, rela a relationship, um, whatever it is, right? Put yourself um, in his shoes. Um, and everything seems invulnerable. But there's that one thing, right, or maybe a couple little things um, that can absolutely take you down, um, right, just with the flick of, flick of the wrist, right? In this case, um, being the literal, for me, Achilles heel. Um, and so, yeah, so I just wanted to name it after that uh, because we will be in the future talking about a little bit more than just my personal injury because uh, I hope that I'm not that self-centered. Uh, moving on to uh, resilience, uh, I would say that for me, for athletics, and really just for life, uh, I think mental resilience is the most important thing you can have. I heard it said once that the only disability you can have is a mental disability, uh, and I, I think that's very true. Your mind is overwhelmingly more powerful uh, than your body, um, and this is going to be this is going to be a big test for me this upcoming you know six to nine months where I'm not able to do what I want. Um, so don't think I'm preaching to the choir here. I'm absolutely not the most resilient person on earth, um, but that's one of my challenges to myself. And hopefully, um, if I do this well enough, I can provide some inspiration uh, to some of you guys who might be going through something of your own. Um, the physical resilience aspect of it is quite obvious. Just the ability to come back um, from an issue, from an injury, uh, if you're, you know, if it's relationally, right, to put your relationship back together, maybe it's to forgive someone, maybe it's to ask the forgiveness, um, whatever that is for you, right, whatever the Achilles heel in that part of your life looks like. Um, so far as community goes, uh, I, I knew that I had a lot of good people around me, and so whenever I say that I was surprised at how fantastic some of the people in my life are, um, don't don't hear that and think that I was unappreciative or that I thought I had a bunch of, you know, garbage people in my life. I knew I had good people around me, um, but whenever you go through a tragedy, not that this was a tragedy, whenever you go through a negative event in your life, um, people really come out and show up. And so that's been, um, been fantastic. I want to thank, uh, you know, my friends, my family, uh, my coworkers, uh, some of the sport coaches that I work for, they've all been really incredible through this. Um, and it's really helped me um, to mentally be a little bit easier on myself just because of how um, they've done it. Uh, I've heard it said before that adversity um, builds character. And while I do think that's true, I think quite often um, that it's more adversity reveals character. So through this, I'm hopeful um, that it will be revealed that I am a person of character. And then potentially, I'll even grow a little bit of character along the way. Although some people would say that I'm already quite the character. So that's to be determined. I will let you, my faithful listener, uh, be the judge of that. <sighs> so this one, this next section is something that I want to talk about. It's going to be quite difficult for me um, because I'm not someone who enjoys having um, his more intimate um, thoughts and feelings put out there to the world. Um, for this podcast, I want to... I want to talk about my personal growth as we go. And so I know this is just the beginning, so I wouldn't say that I've had any epiphanies so far, um, but it's something I, I'm going to address and I promise uh, to try and be as, as open um, as I can be 
uh, can be with you guys. Okay. I'm also going to wrap this in with mental fortitude. Uh, I am paraphrasing here, but I recently heard um, a quote from Dan Crenshaw, who is a uh, uh, a congressman from Texas, as well as an ex-Navy SEAL, and he basically said that toughness um, cannot be shown through voluntary suffering, right? And he went on to talk about how voluntary suffering, right, uh, training hard, dieting, um, self-discipline, all those things have incredible value, and I absolutely think that is true. Um, but his point about the voluntary, I thought, was really, really insightful, and it's something as I've been sitting in my living room for a couple days now, um, which is, for those of you who know me, very unlike myself, it's something that I think is uh, very profound in the fact that whenever you're going through something that you can't choose to end, you can't choose to avoid, it takes a very different kind of mindset, a different kind of mental fortitude than something, um, for example, like a, let's say, workout where you can choose to quit or you can choose to slow down or where there's a very finite time um, whenever the, the quote-unquote suffering um, ends, right? And so I think that's, a, I think that's something that I've really thought about um, because no matter how I feel about this upcoming event is I'm not going to be able to walk like I used to for probably three months. Um, and that's something that, that honestly scares the heck out of me. So... Uh, you know, this is something that has to be endured. And absolutely, it could have been much worse. I'm under no delusions um, that there's people every day that go through much worse. I just want to say that. But everything, um, whenever you go through it, becomes really personal. Um, so this is, this is going to be something for me to go through. I've never had an experience like this um, before. Uh, I'm going to take a brief look at uh, your identity as a person slash my identity as a person. Not going to get into this one too much today uh, because I do have an episode planned a couple down the road where I have a dear friend who actually I haven't yet asked to be on the podcast, um, but I'm very excited to have her on um, and I know that we'll have a great conversation about identity. Um, so I will leave that to, um, to the future. Okay. So without further ado, I promised you that I would be diving into um, exactly what happened with my injury kind of how I reacted to it um, and all that stuff. So I'm just going to jump into that day um, last Thursday. Uh, once again, for those of you who might not be listening um, in real time, it happened on Thursday, uh, the 13th of April, 2023. It was uh, morning. So I finished training. I'm a strength coach uh, for the University of Central Arkansas. Um, very normal morning for me. Everything went well. Um, my men's basketball team was in there. They crushed it. Um, so then after that, I proceeded with my, my normal situation. I warmed up well. I did my normal uh, post-warm-up mobility. I'm a big believer that you should never stretch or mobilize a cold tissue. So I did that. Um, I did my normal sprint drills and uh, just my movement prep. Um, to kind of get some of my connective tissue going, some of my central nervous system firing, all that fun stuff. Um, I played a quick game with a person that I happened to be, um, um, I was demoing a workout that actually um, some of the college uh, athletes will do. So I played a quick game designed to kind of get my nervous system firing, make sure all that was going. Um, and I was doing a progression of hurdle hops. 
And so I went through my first couple sets. Everything felt great. The hurdles were a little bit lower. Um, I came to my fifth set. Um, ironically, I guess, I don't know. I was only doing six total sets of hurdle hops. I believe I was doing three or four reps per set. I forget. Not a, not a huge volume. So anyways, I came to my fifth set. Everything had been great. I was nice and warm. Had a little sweat going. Um, I landed on the backside of a hurdle and immediately um, felt, and I think I heard, it's hard to say, just because of what was going through my head, um, an audible pop, like a very much like a, almost a snap pop. Um, so my training um, partner, the person I was training with, he actually heard it. He said it was fairly loud, um, and we were out in a big open area, so I can only imagine how loud the actual snap slash pop was. Um, immediately as it happened, um, I knew, I knew what it was, right? That it kind of, this, the mental sensation, right? Just almost crashed onto me. Um, if you can imagine, you know, having a wave hit you or a bucket of water hit you, um, it hit me like that. Uh, as I realized mentally what was going on, um, and the implications of what an Achilles injury is. Um, anybody who's been in athletics for a while, um, you're very familiar with how it's described to you, as well as how serious of an injury it is, and honestly what the long-term um, prognosis is in regards to getting back to being um, the person and the athlete that you were. Uh, the pain was immediate. Um, it was very intense uh, for the first couple minutes, but surprisingly for the, um, the severity of the injury, the pain actually began to subside um, substantially probably in the first two to three minutes, which is definitely not something I'm complaining about, um, but it was very surprising to me how quickly um, the pain ended up going away. Uh, just for some other physical reactions, um, I went almost immediately into a cold sweat. Uh, my Obviously, my heart rate and all that stuff kind of jacked up, and so thankfully I was able to, uh, to do some breathing exercises to calm myself down. Um, as we got uh, some athletic trainers um, and our head strength coach out there to just kind of assess me and then help me go to the ER, basically. Um, initially, uh, there was definitely a lot of fear, right? I've never had an injury like this, and then this was so sudden, um, so acute, uh, that obviously um, some fear and shock went along with that. However, um, I was able to get that under control, you know, within the first 10 minutes. Uh, as as really the to be honest the first thing that set in mentally um, was the denial aspect of just like this can't be what what's happening this 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 didn't just happen right like you know almost to the extent of like please God no like help this be a strained soleus muscle help me to have rolled my ankle you know um, right so I pretty quickly went through the stage of denial um, to bargaining right. And went through those stages pretty quickly. By the time I got to the ER, which was, you know, 30 minutes away, like 30 minutes from the time I got hurt till I was in the ER, not not 30 minute drive. Uh, I was probably um, already to the grieving part a little bit. And I'd say to an extent, I'm still in that. Um, but just grieving the fact that um, the next year of my life, specifically this summer, in which I had hoped to, uh, you know, accomplish a lot of things as well as to have some fun was completely altered. Um, the realization from that, um, the confirmation that later came um, from, the, uh, from the MRIs and from the excellent 
um, ER doctor that I had, uh, as that all came, you know, the, the sink in feeling was like literally sinking. Um, so much in the way that I'm sure all of you guys have, have tossed a rock into a, you know, a pond or a lake or, you know, seen somebody cannonball into a pool. It was a little bit like how, uh, how I felt not to be dramatic here, just trying to be honest, how I felt as the confirmation set in and I had time to think about it and realize the fact that I wasn't going to be able to walk for the longest time in my life since before I learned how to walk. So, um, that was kind of my day of experience. Um, you know, at the ER, it was fairly standard. They did a bunch of testing. They got me in a, uh, formed cast, which was pretty cool. They actually put it on soft and then it formed um, to my ankle. So that was pretty sweet. Um, got a little bit of uh, morphine in the ER. Uh, however, since then, that was actually the only medicine I've taken at all. Uh, and it's been six days now. So that was, uh, once again, that was a little bit of a surprise for how serious of an injury it was, um, but how minimal the pain was. Um, the next couple days, really the next five days, uh, have been very similar so far as uh, the pain has really been um, quite moderate. Um, the biggest thing is just the fact that I, that I can't use it, that I can't move. Um, it does feel incredibly fragile, right? So anytime even my, my right knee kind of gets moved is I can just feel almost the vibrations, the movement, everything else go down there. Um, and it's like... If you've ever, if you've ever had like a, a a toddler who you picked them up and they just went limp, right? They were trying to get away or whatever else, um, and that there was just obviously there was no control being given. That's a little bit how my ankle feels. Is it's so weak, it's so out of control um, that I that I don't feel like I have the ability um, to control that. Uh, it's a little bit strange not to gross anyone out. But whenever you reach down towards my Achilles area, it's normally, right, and you can feel on yourself while you're listening to this, it's normally fairly tendinous. It's not really an area where you have much fat or anything else like that, right? So it's pretty um, solid there. And so on my left Achilles, um, you can still absolutely feel it. It's a little bit like a rope under the skin, right? On my right Achilles, once again, not to be gross, but if you were to take a, uh, like a Ziploc baggie, and put some some type of liquid in it that was thicker than water, almost like jelly, and then squeeze that from the outside. Uh, that's a little bit like what it feels like. The the tendon is just not there. I don't know this. I would assume that some of it probably rolled up into my calf, and some of it's probably more down towards my calcaneus. Um, but it's just not there. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was basically my experience with that. But all is well. Um, anyways, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start trying to wrap this up. That way my, uh, my five listeners that have doubtless gone down to one and a half since I began this thing um, want to make it to the end with a couple of you guys. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Um, this is, you know, if nothing else, I think it's good for me to, to get some of the things out, out there. Um, I really do hope that, as I said in my initial uh, podcast that I will be able to entertain, um, to inform, uh, and hopefully to inspire um, and to help uh, at least even one of one of you guys out there. Uh, please, please leave um, leave some comments. 
uh, I would love for some positive ones, um, honestly, and I would I would be up for some some constructive ones as well. I know that the audio and a few of the other things aren't the greatest. I do have a microphone on the way, as well as I hope to in the next couple weeks figure out how to do some editing and some other stuff like that. So hopefully that will be improving. Um, please leave a review. Uh, that is good for getting the uh, the podcast noticed, getting it out there, all that fun stuff. Um, Unofficially, I have no affiliation with them. This podcast was powered by Round Mountain Coffee. Uh, I finished a mug uh, before I started this to kind of get me going, so that was fantastic. Do love their stuff. Um, and so, one final thought before I leave you here, and this is uh, this is from Leo Tolstoy, uh, a bit of an Elias paraphrase, but we're gonna roll with it anyways. All happy happy people's lives look alike, yet all unhappy are unhappy in their own way. Thank you for listening.